Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A judge has ordered the surrender of a barking dog to the local dog warden um, due to the continual noised noise disturbance on a neighbour in Ennis County Clare. This is according to the Irish Mirror. Uh, now, this is an unusual situation, by the way, for a judge to get involved. This is kind of, uh, it was a German shepherd, by the way, like dog. It was taken by the dog warden. And Judge Larkin, ma- Larkin made the order in response to an application by Miss O'Loughlin's neighbour, Shane Shannon, of Gort Road, Ennis, under the legislation concerning the control of dogs. I didn't think this existed, by the way, but thus there is. She concluded that the barking dog is interfering substantially with Mr. Shannon's life. And the judge made the order under a little-known provision in law under the Control of Dogs Act 1986 where a judge can make an order requiring the elimination of a nuisance caused by an excessive barking of an unwanted dog. Uh, in the evidence, Mr. Shannon said, the large dog has been barking as long as I have been here. And he said, that's 11 years. Mr. Shannon said, the dog's barking would go on all day for two and a half hour periods at a time. He said, the dog has been barking hundreds of times a day. The poor dog. The poor dog. I feel sorry for the dog. Obviously, it's frustrated and bored. Mr. Shannon said he spoke to Mr. Lachlan about the dog, but the barking has continued and she did nothing about it. In response to his barking concerns, Mr. Shannon said that Mrs. Lachlan told him that it, that is what dogs do. Sure, what harm is it anyway? She told the court. He told the court. She laughed in my face. Anyway, the dog has been taken now. It's going to be taken off her uh, because she's incapable of clearly looking after the dog uh, or clearly uh, controlling the dog's barking habits. But I want to know: Have you ever experienced a barking dog? Have you ever had a dog next door to you incessantly barking? And what did you do about it? How did you sort it out? The number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. That's oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Is it fair that the judge... No, I don't know what's going to happen to the dog, by the way. Ruth, did you find out what's going to happen to the dog? And Sent to a shelter? A rescue shelter, okay. Uh, good. Anyway, uh, Donald, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Donald? Hi, Listen, a quick one on Netflix. The woman across the road looking out the window, another one looking across I the watched window. It. I watched it. Oh, like, Jesus. He was six weeks fixing the mailbox. Did you <laughs> six weeks fixing the mailbox. Oh, I, mother of God. Don't, I don't know where I'm going to get that hour and a half of my life back again. Oh, Jesus Christ, mate. That's, oh, and, and, and the fight at the end, I'm not going to ruin it for people, but come on. <laughs> it was <laughs> the most... Friend, you know, hang on. It was the most ridiculous <laughs> film I have ever seen. Oh, Jesus. But you know something? You had to watch it to the end, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I find... When you put on a movie that's really crap, yeah, actually, yeah. you get more invested in it because you're saying to yourself, there has to be a twist here. This has to get better. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> if Jeremy was saying to me, turn off that, I said, I'm not going to let this beat me. I want to see this in the end. I watched one recently, but well, what's your man's name? Who's the bad guy in Spider-Man again? Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake All Gyllenhaal. Right. Yeah, he was in one where he's in a call centre and he's the 999 guy. Oh, you know. Jesus. Why did I tell you? It's the they would look good. The trailer looked good. Trailer looked great. Yeah, yeah. But it's the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. It was appalling. Like to just sit down and watch Pay and Drive would be more. (laughs) The whole movie is shot with him sitting at the desk looking at a computer. Uh, edge of the seat stuff. Edge of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, that's me, Anyhow. Thank you very much. We were actually, I was only saying to Ruth the other day, after you were on the other day, we should do a weekly piece, Donald's TV Picks of the Week. We should, we should, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm telling you, the dog, the yeah. poor old dog I feel sorry for. Because, and I, I, I hate to say it, but I think that dog is, you know, I probably will get the injection, misfortunately. Ah, you know God I mean? bless him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I had, I had a problem with a neighbour 
they're constantly barking, constantly, constantly. And what other neighbours were doing were sending anonymous letters into his letterbox and everything else like this. You know what I mean? Right, okay. I went over to him and I said, it's as simple as this, I said. Now, I could look out my top window and look down at the dog. He was a big, huge dog and a beautiful dog dog. And he fed him, he watered him, there was no bother. But the dog was just bored. Yeah, dogs frustrated. Try, dogs try company. They try it. Yeah, yeah. So I said to him, either walk the dog or report you. And yeah. I went over and I said to him, and I was very nice home. I said, and the only reason I'm saying that to you is because I love dogs. I love them. Yeah. And, do you know something? He's walking the dog, and the dog will shut up. Yeah, well, that's what they need. No. All, all they need that's is a little bit of help. Uh, just because there's unconditional love with them. But I think your one should have been on the, in the dock. That's what should have been in the dock. Yeah. Like, because it's the dog that's going to suffer, like. Yeah. Do you know, and it's so cruel, like. Actually, a fella told me one about that. Like, if your dog and your wife was in the boot of the car, who would you let out first? Um, <laughs> that's a very unusual question to ask I, anybody. I, I, of course you'd let your wife out of the boot of the car. I don't know what she's doing in there in the first place. No, let out the dog. He'll shut up at the very minute he gets out. <laughs> oh, you're so mad for the gags, Donald. <laughs> right, that's all I have to say to anyway, mate. And, um... We'll touch base on the next mix and whatever again. I, All right. I, I, I walked it out. All right, listen, thanks, Donald. Thanks for your input. Appreciate it. Mind yourself, There you go. There's Donald. He dealt with it. And, yeah, people want to know what's going to happen to the dog. I, I actually don't know, really, because it doesn't tell you what's going to happen to the dog. I think it's going to be taken to a rescue centre. Donald could be right. It's 11, well, it's more than 11 years old because the chap has been living in the house 11 years dealing with it, so the dog is obviously more than 11 years old. You know what I mean? So it's probably close to the end of its life anyway. But it's clearly very bored. But imagine, like, if you're, you're lying in bed. Maybe you're doing a night shift. And you're lying there, trying to sleep. And that's all you can hear. It'd drive you mad, wouldn't it, after a while? Now, don't get me wrong. It's not the dog's fault. Dogs bark for a reason. Like, we talk for a reason. So dogs are barking because they're frustrated. They're bored. They're looking for their owner. They're hungry. They bark for a reason. If a dog is a happy dog, they won't bark. They generally don't bark if they're happy dogs. They bark for a reason, or else a bird is bothering them, a cat is bothering them. And it's your responsibility, as an owner, to go out there to the back garden and find out what's wrong with the bloody dog. But the problem is, we have people who own dogs, buy themselves a dog, they go to work, themselves and the missus are working, and they leave the dog out the back garden all day. And that's what you hear. All day. Constant barking. And your neighbours have to deal with that. Just like the person who goes off and leaves his house alarm going off all the time. So your neighbour has to deal with that constantly all the time. The number is 087-188-0008. Have you ever dealt with that situation? How did you deal with it? How did you get through it? Did you report the neighbour? Did you do anything about it yourself? Let me know what you did. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Woof! Woof! I'm better off using the real ones, actually. There you go. Sorry. Sharon, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Sharon? Good, Sharon. Now, what do you do, you know, when you have a next-door neighbour who leaves their dog outside frustrated all day, barking? I mean, how do you deal with that? I suppose, really, you, you should say it to them because it's very inconsiderate. You know, there are people who aren't well. There are people who are trying to work from home. And a barking dog all day, it's just, it's just so inconsiderate. It is. And have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, yeah. There's a dog close to me that barks constantly. Um, I haven't approached them because the whole family doesn't agree with approaching them, but I kind of feel, you know, you should be able to say, look, 
can you do something about it? Because it's it's very um, very annoying. I mean, I have a dog, and I, I couldn't imagine leaving him out and letting him bark, and and the neighbours listening to that. I mean, the dogs do bark. There's nothing we can do about that, okay? But they only incessantly bark when they're frustrated, unhappy, hungry, or bored. Um, and that's up, that's our job, if you're an owner of a dog, to make sure that doesn't happen, isn't it? Or to certainly do your best to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, this day of dogs being thrown out the back for the day, it's gone. You know, dogs are part of the family now, and... You know, do, you like, think, do you think it's cruel to leave a dog out the back garden? And I, I know people do it all the time. They go to work and leave the dog out the back. Yeah. Don't have a dog if you're going to leave it all day. A dog needs nurturing just like a human does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did, have a, I did have a situation many, many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, where I, I had a neighbour at the back of me who went to work every day and left their dog. It was a decent-sized dog. And it was a German Shepherd-type dog as well, out the back garden all day. And thankfully, it was a few doors up at the back of me. So it wasn't uh, that bad, but it was just constantly, constantly barking. And uh, I did. I went around and I put a note in their door saying they need to do something about it, that it was unfair on their neighbours. Not so much me, but I'm, I'm sure the neighbours right next door to them as well, because I'd, I'd spoken to them and they'd said they were given out about it as well. And the person did nothing about it. No, I could have yeah. went further, I suppose, and contacted the local council or the Department of I, Environment I or whatever it is you contact. I don't know who you contact. They're slow to get involved now. I think they're slow to get involved. They they don't really, you know, get involved. Well, it is a nuisance. And, and you are entitled... See, the law states clearly you're entitled to a quality of life. And that's what this judge took into consideration, and which is a very a little-known provision in law, which clearly is there, the Control of Dogs Act 1986, where the judge can order the elimination of a nuisance caused by an excessive barking dog. But the howling of the dog as well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a dog got throat cancer or something. Mm. When you hear the howling, you know, it sounds so sad. Mm. It's one thing to leave a dog barking for an hour or so out the back. You know, no, nobody minds that. But a barking dog, at the odd bird or cat or something, that's dying. fine. Yeah, that's no problem. That's part of life. It's the, it's the incessant howling of the dog seemingly being just left to fend for itself. Distressed. And, yeah. But the yeah. sad news is, when the, if the dog is in, like in this case, if the dog is taken and the council come along or the dog warden takes a case to the courts and the dog is taken, um, unfortunately the fate of the dog is not very good. It's probably going to end up in a rescue centre. And at that age, no one's going to want it. Probably better than, can you imagine being outside for nine hours, ten hours, maybe even sometimes longer every day? The pain of that dog, like they must feel pain at some level. Well, stay there. Let me go to Sarah as well. Sarah, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Sarah? How's it going, on? And in relation to this particular story or the idea of a dog barking outside, you believe that people need to kind of get over it a little bit? Yeah, to get over it. Like, you know, like every person treats their dog different. It doesn't mean they're being abused. Like, my dog, I have a dog and a bark all the time. That's 24 7. I'm playing with the dog. And, and, where, and where is he? Out the back? He could be in the bedroom. Oh, no, Jesus, I wouldn't leave my dog out the back. The most time he only go out the back is if he's going to the toilet. And why does he keep bar- why does he keep barking? Because I'll be playing ball with him. I'll be playing with him. Like, right. Okay. That, I know that probably came a bit wrong. Is that him barking? Um, is that him barking now? No. Oh, sorry, I thought I, I, thought I heard him barking. I'm on my lunch break. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I thought I heard him barking now. <laughs> 
Sorry. So, <laughs> and have you ever, has he ever been barking out the back garden? Um, yeah, he would have. There's um, boards, there's other cats that yeah, are going course. around. Yeah. With stuff. And he would actually, if you've seen a cat now, um, say he'd bark. If the cat was brazen enough, like, just looking at him. Well, cats do that, yeah. The house where the cat as well, like, he'd, he'd probably continue barking mm. continuously. But not to the length of, like, I'd say, now, come on, cut it out, bouncer, get in. That's enough. Yeah. You know? And what would you do if a neighbour complained? What you mean? But like, if a neighbour you know? kind of threw a letter in your door or came to your door and said, listen, you know, I was trying to sleep yesterday, your dog was barking in the back garden, can you shut the thing up? I could say I'm very sorry about that, but dogs bark. That's what dogs do, they bark. That's part of their nature. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's part of their nature to bark all the time. Yeah, but listening to that other lady there in regards to somebody howling and right, there's a difference between howling and whimpering. Like, if it, the dog is whimpering 24-7, the dog is in pain. Obviously. The or if, or the dog, if the dog, dog is howling, the dog is clearly, clearly distressed. Yeah, well, or in distress. Well, if my if I heard that... to work early, I'm not going to leave the dog out barking because I'm considerate of my neighbour. And it sounds like that girl is considerate as well. She doesn't have the dog out all the time. So it's fine. Mm. Yeah, you can bark away in the house if he wants to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then I I, I have a next-door neighbour as well. You know, and, like, my husband would say to me, like, I'm sure that neighbour next-door must think that you're crazy or something, the way you'd be going on with the dog, like, the dog (laughs) barking all the time. You know, and I'd say, well, she's probably right, but she's... Let her knock in and say something to me about it. But sometimes she won't. She knows the dog. She knows what the dog is like. Yeah. And I would be mindful and thoughtful of stuff like that. Do you, th- like, do you think, it, do you think in this case... Okay, well, well, go on back when to the story. I got my dog... Yeah. No, oh. can I just say this? When I got my dog, right, I picked my dog out and I didn't even see him. He was in a rescue centre and all I could hear was continuous barking 24-7. And my heart went out. I says, my God, what's going on? I says, where's that coming from? And I went over and I seen him in a cage. And he was a lovely, like, he was a lovely dog. And he was there for, like, and they were saying they were going to get rid of him. And I says, for what? And it was for the exactly the same thing. He was constantly barking. And I said, he's barking because he's not getting the attention, I said. And my husband just looked at me and he says, are you cracking jokes? You're going to take him. You're not bringing him home, yeah. And I turned around and I says, right, that's it. And, like, I says, what I'll do is, I I even got him to go over because I was looking at other animals, like, because we had the young girl where it was like, we only went in on a visit. And he had a lead. And I said, you don't even put that dog back near that cage again. I says, you may bring that dog straight up there, I said, to the lady. And I took him home with me there and then. You know, and then when I got a hold of him, like, he kept hiding under the table. You couldn't go to pet him around. Well, because he'd obviously been treated badly. Yeah, but he was constantly barking, and all he needed was attention. But you said, but you're saying to me now, even when you give him attention, he's still barking. Yeah, because he's happy. <laughs> he go, he'll run, he get the ball. So and he, so he barks when he's sad, and he barks when he's happy as well. Yeah. No, no, I'll get the ball. I play, I swear to God, I play with him all the time. I get the ball. I mess around with him. I throw the ball at me. And where, where is he? Where is he when you and your other half are at work? Like, Well, he'd be in the house, but he'd he be won't be house. unattended. Yeah, yeah be in the he'd house. be in the house. Right, oh, okay. We'll, we'll stay there just for a second. I want to bring Roy in as well. He'd be in the house with 
radio on. With the radio, he listens to Niall Boylan, does he? <laughs> Believe me, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, you're an Ireland's classic hit. He listens, to your, he listens to your husband on the other radio station. Uh, okay, sorry, Roy. I mean, what do you do? I mean, this is a terrible story in Clare where the dog was actually taken. Well, yeah. we're hearing numerous stories from people texting in, by the way, I ring in who live near where this person lives with their dog anyway. But anyway, uh, the dog was barking for 11 years incessantly, you know, yeah. out the back garden. I mean, what do you do in that situation when you've got a neighbour who doesn't really care the dog is barking all the time? So just to kind of back up some callers you had there anyway, and yourself, your dead right dogs do not act out for no reason. They are always trying to meet some need that they have, whether that need is clear to us or not. Yeah, it's communication, so, isn't it? That's, that's how they communicate. That's it. that's it. And in this instance in particular, just from re- reading the actual owner's accounts themselves, it was a rescue who, from the same background. They were deaf. So a completely different perception of the world to most of the, the dogs that your callers would have. Um, neurological issues as a result on treatment with medication and everything. So a severe case that like, I even struggled to work with, to be honest. They were trying everything. But outside of that, it's something that I'd regularly work on. Um, I mm. get a lot of kind of calls from people now in social housing who it's part of their tenancy agreement and it, someone will complain and, you know, the council call around and look to get the sources and um, every single case is completely different. I could have one... Can you stop a dog from barking? I mean, like, Sarah's talking about her dog there, right? Now, she he's a rescue dog, but he's obviously mm-hmm. very happy now living with Sarah and she's looking oh, yeah. out, but he's still barking his brains out. It, it meets some function. So, I'll give you an example. So, um... My parents, they have a small little yappy Yorkshire Terrier and he would be just inside the sitting room with them and let's say they're watching a movie. So they haven't been paying attention to him for like the last 20 minutes. And he starts to yap, 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 yap. And my mother, out of necessity for our own kind of motivation and intentions of trying to watch the movies, oh, he wants to go to the toilet, they're going quick, take note. (laughs) That's a very, very powerful learning experience for the dog because What's happening is you weren't paying attention to me for the last 40 minutes. I performed this action and now... You, I got a reaction. You, yeah. You, you've, you've broken your focus with the thing that was more important than me. You're talking to me. No big daddy is getting up and taking me out to the toilet and playing a game with me and, you know, trying to entertain me for the five minutes or whatever. He goes out and does his barking outside and then comes back in and gets rewarded and praised for doing that, which is... So in, in, in other words, you have to treat it like a child. You know that whole way years ago when you had your child and you, wanted to, put them in, and you wanted to put them in the room of their own and people, yeah. your mother would always say, now as soon as they start crying, don't go running into them. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no it, we, we don't do it as coldly as that. It, like I can't stress enough that every single dog, every circumstance, household, it changes the approach completely. We can't give one type of all advice, you know. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're generally right there that it's like, What's happening in a lot of cases is it's becoming reinforced behaviour. The fun, like it rewards. So Sarah's dog. dog has a reinforced behaviour of, of if I bark, Sarah will play with me. I will. See, I will he knows. Leave. He knows, but he won't with my husband. See, this my husband, like, it's, it's, my husband, says I've no control over my dog because my dog rules me. Oh, Sarah, but, but that sounds like true. And when I hear that, I absolutely go mad. I say, I love that dog. I'm going in to sit and watch the film. I'll have my dog sitting beside me. If I'm going up to bed, I'll have my dog coming up to... I, I spoil the dog. Because yeah, I, yeah. I get that feeling where he came from. He was abused or there was something going on with him. 
and he needs well, the love and attention. Sorry, sorry, Roy, you're trying to say something to her there. Go yeah, on. Yeah. No, I want to reassure Sarah, and she's going to love this. She is 100% right in her husband's completely wrong. So you can take that home from this evening. Right, uh, okay. It's a, very, it's a very common thing. So the most common, like, it's the exact same principle. It's jumping up on people. I come over and the dog jumps on everyone except the father. And it's, oh, see, they have, they have them all spoiled and they give them too much attention as the girls fussing over them. Whereas the reality is that the father's away at work all day and doesn't really rub them that much or anything like that. Whereas it's whenever the dogs jump up on the girls or the kids or whoever, they, whether it's like, oh, lovely boy, you're the best boy, or get off and get down, get down, get down. It's attention and interaction. Okay. And the other, the other thing, before we get into the break, Sharon mentioned a few minutes ago, the idea of buying a dog and leaving it out the back garden while you go to work during the day, which oh, was a thing we did many years ago, that those days are over, as far as Sharon is concerned. If you buy a dog, you keep it in the house. Not entirely. Oh, okay. where, we're, where we're at at the moment, now is with, with COVID, we've had a massive, massive surge in dog ownership, and we're at a crossroads. A crossroads between the old Ireland kind of leave the dog out in the morning and we'll see you at six o'clock. Many dogs are there, how many dogs are in Ireland, by the way? I couldn't tell you, but um, I have some figures like, give an example, the UK market is at a deficit of 900,000 dogs a year. That's why so many are stolen from Ireland. Okay, yeah, they're, short, they're, they're short 900,000 dogs a year to meet the demand of... I know, they all come through Ireland from Irish puppy farms. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it, that's it. Um, well, okay, so yeah, so, so, so getting back to what Sharon was saying. So, I mean, why is it necessary, unless I suppose you have a huge big dog like a Rottweiler, but even, but even then, you know, I mean, are the days of leaving a dog out in the cold, in the winter, whatever, or where you go to work all day long, leaving them out the back garden... I mean, there was a time in Ireland where our dogs roamed the streets. Those days are over, you know. So, to give you a bit of kind of, um, I was actually a while back there talking about my housing situation, and you you saw the, the log cabin I was living in. Yeah, I'm, I'm living. Oh, in that's that right. Area. Oh, how's things, by the way? Sorry, how are you getting on, Roy? Um, I'm just back from an interview in Sheffield. I got a fantastic job, and I'm going over to be renting a two bed house for five hundred pound a month. Wonderful. I'm delighted there's been a result and I'm delighted things are looking up for you and a little bit better in your life than they were the last time we spoke to you. I really appreciate all your help as well, that thing. Okay, so, so, getting, so getting back to the dogs. Uh, so in relation to dogs out the back garden, you know, as a dog trainer, would you discourage people from buying a dog that's been left out the back garden all the time? What I specialise in is helping people deal with high-drive dogs, which would be your colleagues, German Shepherds, working breeds keeping them in apartment environments and non-ideal conditions. So it's all about enrichment and meeting their needs. Is it possible way. to keep like a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd in an apartment? Now, in my little log cabin, I have a Hungarian Vishla and an English Springer Spaniel. Is <laughs> there room for you? <laughs> well, no, they, they don't even play inside there. They creep inside as this is rest and recovery mode before he drags us out and has us going again. And it's not that I'm marching the roads with them. It's I do 20-minute blocks, spread throughout the day that go between mental stimulation, physical stimulation, and just being a dog. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's a much more varied approach than people give the dog credit. Okay, but, uh, and before I go into the break, Roy, sorry to rush you because I'm going to rush for time, but in relation to people buying a dog who work full-time and their concern is, should I leave it in the house or should I leave it at the back garden? What uh, should you be training your dog to do? Stay in the house? So what we would have done now is even before we got to Vishla, what we would, um, we lined it up for a time when we knew that my partner was going to be out of work for a couple of weeks. So we could do all of the separation anxiety training and everything we need before easing into it. It wasn't just, oh, oh here mm-hmm. you go, we got you on a Saturday, we're gone on Monday. 
Yeah, know? because they do get. To, I, my dog used to have that thing, and, and I remember recording it once or twice because I just didn't believe it. And as soon as you close the door, go out the door, all you hear is, "Ooh!" It would it would howl like a baby crying. I've worked with dogs who, because of how it works, because of how dogs learn, he believed that the only way that the owner came home every evening is because he tore up the lino. So he, tore, <laughs> he tore up the lino and he came home. So, oh, that's it, that's it. I if I, if I keep tearing up the lino, he'll keep coming home to me. This is what happened. Oh, yeah. so like, and a lot of people say, no, when I come home, it's fine, he's quiet. But we do things where we set up cameras to record and stuff when they're, when they're gone, you know, so we get a proper kind of, yeah, of how there when you're not there. And so. I suppose when you take a rescue dog, which we encourage people to do, but the problem is you are taking on inherited problems. So, and, yeah, yeah, and inherited is, habits, I suppose. We're, we're very behind here in that there, outside of Dublin, there are no rescues that actually do rehabilitation work before offering dogs to rehab. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that, that's actually the job I've taken now in Sheffield, is working with dogs behind closed doors that are in that kind of zone before they can be offered up free women. And that they are retrainable. This this line that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, it's not true. I, I, I work with ex-racing greyhounds that are yeah. four or five years of age that have never seen a stairs or a door in their life and teach them how to use them. Absolutely, no, because my own son, by the way, adopted a dog and now he, or should I say, when he adopted it, initially he was only fostering it, but it was a little Yorkshire Terrier it was 11 years old when he got it and it was vicious. And I mean vicious. Yeah. Yeah. It had been badly treated. I remember the first time I met it, it pinned me into a corner and I had to say, I said, Curtis, please move the dog away from me. Please, please, I'm yeah. terrified. But the dog now, he has it a year. It's a beautiful dog. It's so friendly, hyperactive, but so friendly. And he's completely changed the behaviour of the dog in one year. Because that behaviour up until that change was beneficial to his survival. Whether it actually was or not, that's what it was from his point of view. He didn't have the chance to, to that decentralization space to see that everything was actually okay. Yeah. I, I got to go to break, Roy. Lovely talking to you again, by the way, Roy. And good luck, by the way, in your new venture yourself and and your partner. I think it was your partner, wasn't it? You were telling that's us. It, yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. any other similar topics, I'm more than happy to come on and just give you the professional opinion if you want. Oh, thanks very much, Roy. And I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so there you go. It's the old line that you can't teach a dog, an old dog, new tricks. It's not true. You can, and uh, my son is proof of that because he got the dog, it was quite old, and it was very vicious. You couldn't go near it. I remember the first time he sent it to be groomed. And I said, should, should you really be, leave it in to be groomed? And he said, yeah. The groomer rang him 30 seconds after he left and said, you better come back and take your dog back. <laughs> they couldn't groom it because they kept going for them all the time. It was vicious. But now it's the most adorable Yorkshire Terrier and beautiful, hyperactive little dog you've ever met and wouldn't bite anybody, or wouldn't even growl at you. It's lovely. And it just goes to show you, you can change a dog. Uh, anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, what do you do about a barking dog? And in, in the other question that's arisen now, is it cruel to leave a dog out the back garden? Is that a cruel thing to do? Why, are, I know there's probably people listening who leave the dogs out the back garden all the time. The number is 87 188 Sharon believes those days are gone. You don't leave your bloody dogs out the back garden. Welcome back. And uh, on the line I have Gerben, who's, uh, who believes that the dog owners need to learn responsibility. Now, Der- Gerben, by the way, has been on the air before. And he's for the, the Party of Animal Welfare. Uh, good afternoon to you, Gerben. Yeah, um, good afternoon. By the way, I could talk to you until 2 o'clock in the morning. No problem. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you could, Gerben. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, so people need to be taught about responsible dog ownership. So just like if, you, if, you're, if you're getting a horse, if you're adopting or buying a horse, uh, uh, but uh, of course I hope that you adopt one, just like it. I'm, I'm against puppy farms, of course, but that's another issue. 
um, people need to be educated about responsible dog ownership. So in so- several countries in Europe, they have actually they actually offer courses to people to uh, how, how to, uh, uh, to, um, to to train how to your feed, dog uh, properly. How yeah, to train a dog how to feed a dog. So I just heard this remarkable story about that. Well, well, it's the same, sorry, Gerben, for interrupting, but it's the same as if you have a child, you have to raise the child and you have to teach the child right from wrong. So a dog is, if you get a puppy or a rescue dog or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's exactly the same thing. You've got to teach the dog right from wrong and how to behave. Yeah, uh, that's to some extent true. But for example, I wanted to adopt now a husky and husky is a big dog. Uh, Maybe not as big as a German shepherd, which, you know, uh, is also under that dangerous dog's act uh, as such but uh, so the husky husky rescue island told me that i have to have a pen of at least 20 by 10 meters i believe and then two meters high uh in order to qualify to have a husky and of course walk the husky uh, a few times a, a day and not to have it hauling in the back garden all day uh, all mm-hmm. day long and that's something i'm definitely against or, uh, of uh, like myself so if you go back to the issue something else i want to ask how many dogs are in Ireland. Now, till 2020, there were about 455,000 dogs in Ireland. Of course, as the gentleman just said, there's a huge uptake in, in, in people adopting So 455,000, that's probably the, what it was. So. Up, to, up to 2020. So, so that, that seems like a small amount, Gerben, to be honest with you, because I would have been, I, I, that's only suggesting that one in every 10 people have a dog. Well, I suppose, yeah, yeah. when you take, there's probably two, three people in the family, I suppose. Okay, yeah. yeah. I yeah, exactly. But it was up to okay. 2020. But of course, since, yeah. since COVID, of course, that number has uh, increased uh, sharply risen. So, so, yeah, it could definitely add a few hundred thousand to that, maybe seven or eight hundred thousand. But of course, a lot of these dogs have been surrendered back to dog pounds and uh, animal rescue. So they're inundated about, uh, mm. you know, they have to find, as you said previously or, or on the air. OK, so personal responsibility is important. So what do you do looking at this case in County Clare where the dog had mm-hmm. to be taken by the courts and the dog mm-hmm. warden because it was barking all the time? What yeah. do you do if you have a neighbour and their dog is barking out the back garden all the time? Okay, so first I would talk to the neighbour, of course, because, you know, I, I live in Ennis as well myself. So I would talk to to the, to the neighbour and I would find out what the individual situation is. And uh, I've been owning a dog all my, my life as well. At the moment, I'm just owning cats, but that, that's another story. Uh, but uh, so I want to talk to the uh, to the owner. It could well be a mental health issue as well. It could well be that this person has feeling down for another reason so I want to talk to the neighbor uh, it's basically it's it's not the the dogs who is are bad it's usually you know the people so it's the person the problem yes yeah yeah there could be the person at all so that's the first thing you need to do so basically uh, like a, like an assessment a side assessment if you like okay and um, and then I suppose I suppose you could always offer it to help if you believe the neighbor maybe is struggling to look after the dog you could offer to yeah, help if you yeah. want that would be Oxham, a more yeah. proactive approach yeah uh, definitely and then there's also a lot of dog sitters. So let's say if you if you now, 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 I'm I'm very stuck for time, Gavin. But let's say you go to the neighbour and you get a bad reaction, like this neighbour in Clare. So you're basically get told to get, you know to f off, basically. Uh, I mean, and they laugh in your face and you say they say go away out of that. So what do you do in that case? Then is it? I mean, is it right to go then to the council or report the dog? Or no, no. I first would talk to the other neighbours because they they might have a better. Uh, you know, influx uh, on them, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, so there might be 
So if there were complaints about the council, it could be a different story. As, such. Now, uh, as a political party, we can't comment on individual cases with the courts, of course, but but t- just talking in general, uh, then, then uh, I would definitely... Uh, Speak to the other with, neighbors. Take it off with the neighbor and the neighborhood watch, for example, the community that could be entirely towns involved or, or whatever, and then... Uh, yeah. And um, so that could be a way to sort it out. Okay, well, look, Gerben, I'm sorry for cutting you a bit short, but I've come to the end of the show and I, and I do do apologise for cutting you a little bit short. I'd love to speak to you for longer because you're always a nice person to speak to and a good caller on the air when we're talking about dogs and animals. But Gerben says, yes, try and go to the proper channels, try and talk to the neighbour, try and talk to maybe the local neighbours who may have a problem with it as well and try and sort it out as a community rather than go to the whole court system. Some of your messages, by the way, coming in as well uh, on WhatsApp. Hi, Angeline Cork here. Apparently that case I was reading about it myself that dog had never been allowed outside the garden, outside his house, taken for walks. His dinner was just th- thrown to him, apparently. And the dog was 11 years old and never socialised properly or anything. So actually, the people that own the dog deserve the dog to be taken from them because they never looked after him properly. A big dog, a German Shepherd, needs a lot of walking, a lot of attention. You can't keep him cooped up. And that's why he was barking. So fair judgment as far as I can see from the judge. I'm an owner of two German Shepherds myself and you cannot neglect them to that point. Thanks, Niall. Love the show. All right, well, we have had a lot of messages in from people in the local area um, in relation to that particular case. I don't want to talk too much more about the particular expression, the facts of the case that were in the newspapers and uh, through the courts. But I don't believe it came to a very good ending. That's all I can say, probably, if the truth be known. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.